You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we scrape the surface of the news you need to know, so let's get into it. Our top story this week is the release of AHA's brand new Technician's Utilization Guidelines. In their guidelines, AHA says credentialed veterinarian technicians, CRVTs, are a valuable resource for a veterinary practice, but their skills, education, and experience are often not being used to their full potential. Optimal utilization of credentialed veterinarian technicians can benefit the entire veterinary team by supporting professional longevity, mutual trust and collaboration, improved patient care, and financial sustainability. These guidelines provide actionable steps that veterinary practices can take right now to initiate positive change. What the goal of these guidelines does is really find ways for the technicians within the practices, the credentialed veterinary technicians, to be able to work at the top of their license. Top of license work is something that has been discussed very heavily across the industry, not only for technicians, but DVMs, pharmacists, everybody working within practices. It's an opportunity for people not only to be able to maximize the amount of work that they're getting done within the business, but it also allows people to be able to find additional flexibility and opportunities within their role and without having to go back to school for additional certifications. One of the things that really stuck out to me was the veterinary team member utilization assessment tool. Just through looking at it as someone not working in a practice, it felt like an incredible tool for people that are wanting to assess how things are going, what workflows are happening within practices. And if you're also looking at acquiring a practice, it would be an incredible piece to be able to figure out what's happening within this business. Where do we need to look to scale up if you're fighting a shortage? And where do you have great coverage and full utilization of your team? Three takeaways that AHA put out within these guidelines were were that credentialed veterinary technicians cite a lack of utilization as their top reason for leaving the profession, along with burnout and decreased job satisfaction. Proper utilization is crucial for optimizing team efficiency, which in turn can increase access to veterinary services, improve patient care, and address staff retention problems. And finally, Using credentialed veterinary technicians to the full extent of their education and training contributes to financial sustainability. Practices where veterinarians rarely perform tasks that credentialed veterinary technicians can and should do show an average revenue increase of 36%. So taking this and you want to apply it just to what your business can be doing, you're seeing not only the opportunity to keep, retain, and improve the satisfaction of your employees, but also an opportunity to actually increase and show an average increase of 36%. Working at the top of license has been shown to reduce burnout, not only by the AHA guidelines, but also by Veterinary Integration Solutions Annual Burnout Survey. That was one of the key factors that was found as a way to be able to keep your employees happy. If the new guidelines are a way to embrace the future, a recent article in VIN News was showing a fear of the future. Dr. Mark Helfat wrote another piece for VIN News outlining his concerns around telemedicine. Dr. Helfat wrote, I see three looming circles set to converge. Telemedicine, artificial intelligence, and the dilution or deletion of our veterinary client-patient relationship. As these three trends gain momentum, I feel that our doctorate of veterinary medicine may become a pathway to doing almost nothing but sitting behind a screen and, quote, examining a patient who is miles away, 
It doesn't seem like something I think, but let's hear what else Dr. Helfat had to say. He says that right now he's already doing telemedicine, but the way that he defined that was by getting handed a stack of messages from his receptionist, and he says that he doesn't charge for any of those calls. It seems something that might work in a smaller practice, but as we look at the growing trends within the space, I'm not sure how this works. He also highlights his fears that AI will be utilized for more diagnoses and that the R relationship in VCPR could go away. Now, as I dug a little bit more into this, I, I've read multiple commentary and pieces by Dr. Helfat over the years, and, and he's been adamantly and heavily writing articles since 2020, talking about how he's trying to sell his practice and encouraging others to buy his practice, as well as new DVMs to join his practice. Since that time, he's not added new DVMs, despite saying that there isn't a shortage. And in research, he doesn't utilize any online booking or any client-facing technology to improve the ease of booking for pet parents. Alongside his fax number and his personal AOL email address on the website, there just was not an opportunity for people that are looking for a more technologically focused veterinary experience to be able to participate with his clinic. Now, Dr. Helfat has been in this industry decades longer than I have, and I have to give credit to him for seeing what's happened in the past and hopefully being able to see what happens in the future. But as we look at a great quote from JFK, JFK said, change is the law of life, and those who only look to the past or present are certain to miss the future. Now, I may need to change this episode to the Alyssa Mages podcast because Alyssa and the team at MentorVet partnered up with NAVC to provide veterinary nurses and technicians access to a new approach to mentorship. Just recently, MentorVet and the NAVC partnered to offer an extension of the MentorVet tech program to veterinary nurses and technicians with multiple flash mentorship sessions around the country. These interactive 90-minute sessions will be provided for no additional cost first at NAVC's High Vet Nurse and Tech event, October 16th through 18th in Austin, Texas, and they're going to be facilitated by the team at MentorVet. CEO Gene O'Neill of NAVC said the NAVC is pleased to partner with MentorVet to help reach, recruit, and engage veterinary nurses and technicians to be part of this program. It is a perfect complement and extension to the NAVC nurse empowerment initiative that we launched in 2021 to help support and elevate veterinary nurses and technicians in their career. I think taking this, partnering it with the new AHA guidelines is going to allow us to not only tackle what's happening within the workplace in the day-to-day -day aspect, but using what MentorVet is using as a holistic approach, not only working on the platform to be able to mentor people, but also to be able to care for their mental well-being will be an incredible impact in the show notes, we're going to go ahead and tag everyone who participated in the AHA guidelines, as well as Alyssa and Dr. Addie Reinhardt for their incredible work to be able to elevate what these spectacular veterinary nurses and technicians are doing across the country. Axios reports Small Door is seeking a buyer. The report cites two sources close to the situation. In the report, they say that Small Door is working with Lincoln International. And in my research here, we were able to find Lincoln International has a huge and deep history within the veterinary space, representing companies such as IVC Evidencia, Covetris, Rare Breed, Evervet, VCP, and Bondvet, all in deals that they've done with this investment bank in the past. So Small Door is pulling out the big guns for this one. Small Door has 12 clinics in New York, DC, and Boston, up from just five last year, and they're being marketed with $70 million in pro forma revenue, which is 
forward-seeking initiatives of what they expect their revenue to be. In December, Small Door CEO Josh Gutman said the business was generating $10 million in annual revenue with only the five clinics that they had. So the pro forma is definitely ambitious, but if we look at the history and the growth that we've seen from other de novo groups in the space, definitely doable. Um, activity for traditional platforms has been down over the past 18 to 24 months, but as we talked about a couple weeks ago, GoodVet received an investment, and that could be the new guiding light for these brand new de novo groups. Sources around the GoodVet deal said that they were valued at $300 million with 22 practices. Both of these platforms are rapidly expanding with membership and telemedicine as a linchpin of their strategies. In an acquisition that has been completed, Mars completed their acquisition of SynLabVet. Announced in mid-August, this acquisition has been fully completed and the European lab provider joins Mars Pet Care. Now, Mars Pet Care houses quite a few of Mars veterinary businesses, including Mars Veterinary Health, a collection of consolidators and groups that the family owns, Antec, Hesca, and Asia Veterinary Diagnostics. I expect to see this swirled into the European operations of the company as they continue their approach to take on as much and as many different sources of revenue into the pets' lives. Last week, Vet Forum went off without a hitch. Dozens of consolidators across the industry all joined together in San Antonio, Texas for the Open Room event. The event was spectacular. I have to give major credit to the teams that put it together. We had wonderful keynote speakers. One that I personally thoroughly enjoyed was Candace Goodwin talking about what she called epic fails throughout her career. It was a talk that hit on things that she's seen in go-to-market approaches that were really actionable information for all of the attendees. One of the pitches that was absolutely spectacular came from a sponsor, ScribeNote, and their CEO and co-founder, Ryan Gallagher. The team at ScribeNote put together an incredible and engaging pitch. If you have the opportunity to see this at any of the conferences that are coming up, make sure you take your time out to see them in pitch competitions or go by their booth at any shows or reach out to them. It was really an engaging presentation and one that was entertaining, exciting, as well as very informative. So. Thank you to everyone that came to the show. I enjoyed getting a chance to meet everyone. I found it to be very, very helpful. This next week, I will be at VIS along with the Profession Podcast and many others as we create the very first podcast zone at the Veterinary Innovation Summit. We're gonna be having live recordings, exclusive guests, behind the scenes, as well as new and your favorite podcasts all together in Kansas City, October 9th through 11th. If you haven't bought tickets to the show, now's the time. And if you have your own podcast and would like to participate, reach out directly to us. We're really excited to fill this up and make it a great success. For more on these and other stories, join us by subscribing to the Fountain Report. There's a link in the bio and don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing and rating the show. For The Birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week.